0: In today's solo, I talk about the mysteries of ancient technology from the perspective of a 13-year-old boy. (laughs) Check it out. Are you
1: hitting a wall in your business because you feel like you're too busy? Do you ever wish there were more hours in a day? This podcast is for hyper-focused entrepreneurs who want to learn the secrets of superhuman productivity. Together, we're going to kick procrastination in the teeth. We're going to slice through BS excuses like a katana blade. We don't ever wonder what happened because we're the ones that made it happen. My name is Josh Thomas. You've now entered the do zone. Welcome to the DZ Tribe.
0: I don't want your results, so I ain't taking your advice. Jordan Schaefer, DZ Tribe, Josh Thomas. I want to talk to you today about a 1981 IBM computer. Oh man, this thing was beautiful. It had that kind of signature off whitish uh, plastic color from the 80s, if you know what I'm talking about. Where it was like it used to be white back when you know your your grandma was was dating your grandpa. And, you know, 40 years later, after 5,000 packs of cigarettes, it just kind of got this little dingy yellowish type of thing. That's what this thing looked like, okay? Now, more important than the computer itself, which was a beast. I mean, a beast. This thing took up, uh, you know, imagine it's probably was about two feet wide. Uh, there was a tower involved. You had to get this entire... Uh, I don't know if you can even do this anymore, but they had this actual computer tower, like a piece of furniture, that housed the uh, the the tower itself, and then the keyboard, and then the monitor, which was gargantuan. Uh, it was the CRT uh, tube monitor, and it was just like the biggest thing ever. Uh, and then there was a printer on top of it. Came with a printer. Okay, uh, but it was one of those like teeth fed printers that that puts out the the green and white striped paper. Like all of the old people listening to me right now are like, "Oh yeah, that just takes me back into the day, you know, But all of the young people are like, "What are you talking about, dude? That's weird. I know it's weird, and it was weird to me, and that's why I want to tell you the story <laughs> because I got this computer that was made in nineteen eighty one by IBM. I got this computer in 1993 1993 i got this computer a 1981 computer was 12 years old when i got it it was new to me (laughs) so i'm going to tell you the story about this uh, because there was such a strong lesson that i got and it's such a fond memory now even though at the time i was kind of pissed um, so my grandfather, uh, Jim King, uh, an amazing man, uh, just one of the most incredible and influential people uh, in my life. Um, he was just a, such an outstanding guy. Uh, his entire family looked up to him as a leader. Uh, and, you know, I, I got to see the more docile side of him. Apparently, apparently he was a little more. Uh, you know aggressive and and uh, didn't didn't mind speaking his mind when he was younger but by the time I came around he was pretty chilled out and he was just he was just an old guy just an old man he liked to ride his riding lawnmower mower in the backyard and he let me do it sometimes and uh, but he worked at IBM for 35 years and he started I think it was in the early 60s like 1963 or something like that I mean, he got a job at IBM when computers were the size of your house, okay, and all that computer that was the size of your house could do was basic, basic arithmetic, you know, I'm like that's, that's the IBM that my grandfather walked into, uh, and then he was there for a long time, almost two generations, and eventually they realized, well, hey, who is this old guy that has no college degree, that we're paying three times as much as these engineers that are graduating from the local college, um, I think it's time for him to go. And so they, uh, they very gently but firmly asked him to retire, and he got a golden pin, which I now have in my possession. Uh, he probably got some other things too, but I have the pin. So. Uh, w- what a great guy. And what great lessons that he taught me, and I and I want to go into one specific lesson that I learned somewhat indirectly uh, from him. So, 1993 Christmas time, uh, sitting there at their house, and uh, everybody's opening their presents, and you know, I'm a 13-year-old boy. I want cool shit, you know. I want some new shoes. Uh, I really had been eyeing this Nike windbreaker. Um, there was probably some Nintendo game that I wanted on my Super Nintendo. Uh, you know, I was really looking forward to it because going to grandma's house for Christmas, like grandma always got you the good stuff. Grandma and grandpa always came through. Uh, mom Mom was uh, at the time kind of kind of struggling financially, and so she did the best that she could, and she always came through and got me some cool stuff, but but it was, it was grandma and grandpa, you know, they always got me the good stuff, you know. And so I have to be careful because I have to make sure I'm very deliberate with my words because my mom actually listens to these podcasts and then talks to me about them. Hey, mom, how you doing? Uh, and so I want to <laughs> make sure that I present this in the most positive light possible. Love you, mom. Appreciate everything you've done for me. But it's just the point is, you know, grandma and grandpa usually gave me cool stuff uh, and they always came through. But this year... This year, I had these huge boxes, huge boxes, and they were wrapped up. And I'm like, okay, that's gigantic. I have no freaking clue what that could possibly be. Um, all right, I can't wait to open that. You know, like, what could it be? I mean, it was like, they were gigantic boxes. And I'm like, trying to imagine all of the possible things that this could be. And it also could be a like a gag. Like they could have just put a bunch of cinder blocks in there and it's just like a pair of underwear or something. <laughs> that happens too. That happened in our family. And so uh, I finally it's it's my turn. My turn to open it up. And so I open up the box and I reach in and I pull out this big old dingy keyboard. and And it was like, Um, okay and i reach further into the box and and i and i see this monitor you know and i pull the monitor out and first of all it weighed like 100 fucking pounds but but it was just like okay i pulled it out all right nice um but it was old man it was so old this is 1993 now imagine if you were born after 1993 I can't help you um but if you're somewhere in your 30s or 40s um just imagine you know what computers looked like back in the day and you know subtract 12 years (laughs) so this thing comes out and it's like the biggest tube tv monitor i've ever seen and then there's the tower and the tower was like cartoonishly large and so i pull this thing out and i'm and there was a printer don't forget the the tooth fed printer with the green and white um paper the uh and and so I'm, I'm looking at this thing and I'm just, I'm so perplexed. I'm like, what is this? And, and then I look at my grandpa and he looks back at me and he says, well, that's a computer. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, I know it's a computer. Uh, you know, well, you need to, you know, if you, if you want to get into computers, uh, you really need to learn how they work. And you need to start from the beginning. And and I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, what the hell are you talking about, man? And so his idea, because he came from the IBM of the sixties, his idea of of teaching me how to, you know, kind of be a responsible person, is to start from the beginning, start from the basics. This has MS DOS. DOS, for those of you that aren't familiar, is Uh, before we had iOS or OS 10 or windows and all this stuff, there was, there was DOS and DOS is like a black screen with a flashing cursor where you type in letters and numbers and tell the computer to do things. He's like, well, it's got DOS. If you want to really know computers, you got to start with the basics. And that starts with DOS. (laughs) And so I was like, I love my grandpa to death. I love him so much. I just I looked up to him and I admired him, and and he just he just been such a huge presence in my life. But man, I was pissed, <laughs> and I didn't want to show it either because I was really shy, and I didn't want I didn't want to seem ungrateful. Oh, thank you, I really appreciate this. Thank you so much. You know, and then we load this dinosaur up into the car, and I'm heading back home with my mom, and and she's like, "Well, what do you think of your presence? You know, and I'm like. You know, to tell you the truth, I don't know what I'm going to do with this stupid computer. First of all, it's huge. I don't even think it's going to fit in my room. And secondly, like, it's old. It's almost as old as me. I was born in 1980, by the way. So when I was one year old, this computer was manufactured. So like, what am I going to do with this thing? It's ancient. I don't know how to use it. I don't know anything. It's like, uh, well, you know, just figure it out and we'll we'll make it work, you know. I'm like, okay, so this is this giant monstrosity sits in my bedroom, which was not very big, and it took up a lot of my bedroom. Um, and well, I was bored and I didn't have a whole lot else to do, and so I just got on, I just turned it on one day, and I started trying to figure it out. Um, now, my grandpa had taught me a couple of things. Uh, he taught me how to, uh, how to make tones, how to make sounds come out uh, by typing code. And then he also taught me how to vary the, the speed or the length of those tones. And so basically the only thing I ever really did uh, was I, I could type things on there. But remember, I had like the green and white tooth-fed printer. And so anything I typed on there is going to look like it came from a newsroom in the 70s. <laughs> so it's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Plus, I didn't really know how to type very much because I just never had a computer. Um, anyway, so the only thing I ever really did with the computer is I could sit there and following my grandpa's uh, instruction, I could type out some, some lines of code and have it play songs, like melodies, you know, in, like, computer tones. <laughs> and that was it. It was the only thing that computer was ever good for. And and it was just like, oh, this is the worst. And it wasn't until five years later, five years later, that I actually got my first legit real computer when I was 18 years old. Never had a computer before that. Well, except for the dinosaur. Finally got rid of it. Never did tell grandpa, you know, like, oh, hey, you still using that computer? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think eventually he stopped asking, and, and that's when it was like, okay, I got rid of it. And so what was the point of this, right? What did my grandpa want me to know? What was he, what was he trying to teach me? And there were a couple of lessons that I really extract extracted from that experience. First and foremost, uh, don't buy old shit. (laughs) Go and get the best thing that you possibly can that serves your needs. Go and get the best possible thing that you can that's going to serve your needs. And it will last you as long as it needs to last you. And when it stops working for you, move on. Because otherwise, it's just going to create a burden on you. It's going to take up space. So... I got some advice that I'll share in another podcast sometime about getting the best stuff you possibly can, but don't buy old stuff to save money or, you know, to cut corners or anything like that. Don't do that. It's not ultimately the best decision for you. But my grandpa's lessons, though, those were still powerful and they still stick with me to this day because what he shared with me was hey, first and foremost, You need to appreciate how far society has come, right? If you really want to take advantage of what is in front of you right now, appreciate what was there before so that you can understand how it works in the future. Like, okay, great. Appreciate the fact that we can have the internet and uh, we can use cell phones and we've got touch screens. I appreciate that more than probably anybody else my age ever will because of this dinosaur. Okay. I appreciate the fact that somebody's out there constantly pushing the boundaries of technology so that we can benefit. Thank you, Grandpa, for that lesson. The other lesson that he taught me is anything worth doing is worth doing right. And that was what he was really trying to instill in me by getting me this computer. Hey, if you're going to use a computer, because his life was computers and computer development. I'm sitting in my office right now, and him and three of his uh, colleagues uh, in the 80s created some kind of mechanism for the corrective tape and it got patented and so he filed for a U.S. patent and he got it accepted and then he got this big framed portrait of the patent and it's sitting it's hanging in my office right now he was a very proud guy he was proud of his success he was proud of his accomplishments and he was proud of his association with IBM and computers and he said hey listen if you really want to do this right you need to start with the basics And you need to make sure it gets done right the first time. Anything worth doing is worth doing right. One of the strongest lessons I've ever received from him. And I have taken that with me for decades. And it takes me a long time to get stuff done sometimes. It takes me a long time to make decisions sometimes. It takes me a long time to write a Facebook post, or create a video, or sometimes doing these podcasts, because I want to make sure that I'm doing it right. Now, I've gotten, I've gotten a little better at that, and I kind of like loosen up some standards here and there in the sake of brevity occasionally, but only when the quality is uh, not the paramount concern. And, and so everything that I ever do, if I'm going to stand up on stage, that speech is going to be right. If I'm going to sit here and talk to you, this podcast is going to be right. If I'm going to produce any kind of content, or I'm going to create any kind of product, or I'm going to have any kind of conversation, that conversation is going to go right. And I learned that from my grandfather. And I learned that partially, not just from this experience, but partially from my 1981 computer. And it it was one of the strongest anchors that any person... Uh, almost a literal anchor. Like if I if I held onto this thing and jumped into water, I'd sink to the bottom. Uh, but it was one of the strongest anchors that anybody could give me about, hey, if you want to do something, do it right. Computers mattered to him. I see all these fancy, you know, Apple II and os9 or whatever that was coming out at the time i see all that and that's all real cool and everything but if you're going to understand that you need to understand the fundamentals and the basics and you need to get it right son so thank you jim king i appreciate you may you rest in peace uh you were a tremendous man and you've taught me tremendous lessons and this is just one small piece of it and I did share uh I, I believe that I shared this in a previous episode. Uh but uh he, he he taught me another lesson right at the end of his life. And I'll share it again, um, just in case you missed that episode. Uh so shortly after he retired, uh he he got kinda depressed and, you know, became sedentary and, and didn't really didn't really enjoy life as much because I think he, I think he really defined himself by his career. And so the next 20 years were kind of a downhill slide for him, uh, very gradual, but it accelerated towards the end. And, uh, until I got a call one day, um, that he was, he was in his last days. And, and if I wanted to see him, I needed to come now like today. So my mom and I, um, we're from Kentucky, but we live in Texas. And, uh, so we, we met up and, um, somebody, I don't even remember to this day who it was, but somebody bought me a plane ticket because I couldn't afford it at the time and, um, and flew us up there that day. So I, I got on a plane that afternoon, got to spend the last day or two with him. And, uh, he was, he was suffering from dementia and Um, There were some moments where it just wasn't making a lot of sense. Um, And so it was, it was difficult, Um, but we got through it. The whole family was there Um, and it was, it was tough. I had never lost anybody before. Um, And um, so on the last day, he was lucid and he was sitting in his chair, kind of slumped over and he was a, he was a big guy. He was about six foot three, decent sized man. And I'm not that tall, uh, but he was just kind of slumped over, and and it just looked like he'd just been defeated. You know, life life had beat him. He was 75 years old, and uh, I I walk over in front of him, and it was it was time to go. I had to go back to the airport, and um, he looks up at me, and uh, he's lucid. I know that he recognizes me. I know that. He understands what's going on and he looks at me and he says well i'm sorry for how all this turned out and uh (laughs) man i still get choked up every time i tell this story because it's just it was such a powerful moment and it was just this other opportunity that he gave me indirectly to teach me something because i was able to look at him and say no, you don't have anything to be sorry about. Don't be sorry. Because of you, I'm a better man. You have had one of the most tremendous influences on my life of, of anybody I've ever met. You're an amazing person. Thank you so much for being a good role model for me and showing me how to be a man when nobody else would. And he looked back at me and he said, okay. And I gave him a hug and I walked out and that was the last thing I ever said to him. (laughs) Uh, So the lesson that he taught me indirectly was don't leave anything unsaid. Because you never know when you're going to get another chance or if you will. So, not quite the direction that I wanted this podcast to go, but nonetheless uh, jim king uh, amazing person uh, one of the one of the two best grandpas I've ever had in my life, and uh, somebody that definitely i i aspire to be more like uh, as I continue to grow as a human being but I can tell you one thing. I am not buying any more 1981 computers. (laughs) So, hey, that's going to wrap it up for uh, this episode of The Do Zone. And I appreciate you being here. Uh, Please do make sure to subscribe, leave a review, comment, tell a friend, share it in your Instagram stories, whatever it is that you prefer to do. But let's spread the word about this episode and about our podcast in general. I love helping people get clarity on what they need to be doing and how they need to be getting shit done. So, hey, until next time, go do something.
1: I have a job for you. Open up your phone or get out a piece of paper and write down these three questions. Number one, what is one important task I can get completely done today? Number two, when can I start it? And number three, what impact will that have on my life? Now answer these questions as best you can every single day this week then commit to taking action daily now you're in the do zone baby let's go need some help with accountability are you stuck where you're at and not sure how to break through the barrier in front of you join the dz tribe for free by visiting the dozone.com we're a group of hyperactive entrepreneurs who want to help you get more stuff done oh one more thing
0: See you next time.